Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one communal page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages, Nedarim 47 and 48, we find kind of the ultimate get out of jail free card, or shall I say, get out of shul free card, because page 48 begins with a question that some of us may not have entertained. Have a listen. But it is prohibited says the Talmud, for them to benefit from objects of that city which are considered to be jointly owned by all its residents. And what are examples of objects belonging to those who ascended from Babylonia? For example, the Temple Mount and the Temple Courtyards and the Water Cistern in the middle of the road. And what are objects of that city? For example, the city square and the bathhouse and the synagogue and the ark which houses the Torah scrolls and the Torah scrolls and one who writes, i.e. signs his portion of the shared objects of that city over to the Nasi. In other words, could there really be a situation in which someone by vow will ban you, bar you, block you from going to shul? It just sounded so preposterous, so over the top. And you know, you know by now who I called. As soon as I read this, I called my friend and teacher, and yours, Rabbi David Meshevkin, how are you, my friend? Leo, what an absolute joy. And I think that, you know, when I read this passage, I could imagine somebody who doesn't really love going to shul all that much, scheming and thinking, I've got a great plan. That's right. <laughs> I am going to uh, to get on somebody's nerves, get under their skin, have them take an oath prohibiting me from getting benefit from them, and that is going to prohibit me from entering any public squares, even religious squares, because when you enter a religious square, what the Talmud is telling us here is something absolutely fascinating. Let's say, God forbid, and it's nearly unimaginable, you and I got into a squabble, and I, in the heat, in the passion of the moment, said, Liel, you are not allowed to benefit from me. So would you be allowed to enter a shul that we both pray in together, a synagogue? The Talmud is saying that that is actually problematic. Why is it problematic? You didn't mention that I can't enter shul. You said I can't benefit from you. The reason is something very beautiful, and we'll see it's even more beautiful, how later commentaries and how Jewish law reacted to this. The basic reason is because the shul, the public squares where we gather together to pray, to study Torah, belongs to all of us. So when I enter a shul, a synagogue, and benefit from that space, I am benefiting in a tiny portion from your ownership of that public square. So really on the books, if one takes an oath and prohibits somebody else from getting benefit from them, you can't enter a public square where there's joint ownership. And just to pause, I think it's very beautiful to realize that the shul, our synagogues, our public places of worship belong to the entire community. And I think that's how we really have to conceptualize it. And I have no doubt that there were incidents in Jewish history where this would come up. People took oaths very seriously. And if somebody took an oath and you got into a fight, and honestly, if you're really honest, I have no doubt that nearly all of our listeners, you think back to the public squares that you have, maybe it's your local synagogue, maybe it's your federation, maybe it's some area where people gather, and there was a fight. 
You know, we're us Jews. Fights break out from time to time. Not a fist fight, but one of those. As I was going to say, fights between Jews. I I don't think I've ever heard, but I'll <laughs> take your word for it. It's it's not. You know, we don't we don't like to fight with you know physical fights. No, but we do like kind of you know staring and kind of squinting their eyes disapprovingly and saying. If, if if that person is coming here, I don't want to be here. And you have these political battles that take place. And it's because of this reason that in Jewish law, they enacted something that if two people get into a fight with one another, you can't allow that fight to ban the other person from entering into the synagogue. And what they did in Jewish law is that they insisted if somebody takes an oath preventing somebody else from benefiting from them, which would prohibit them from going to synagogue, they have to sell their share, so to speak, in the synagogue to a third party. And that would allow that person who they took the oath against to still enter into the synagogue. But they went even beyond that. And that there is a very early rule that was made by the Gaonim, who really were the generation of scholars elucidating Jewish law immediately after the canonization of the Talmud. And they said, we don't even do this anymore. We don't allow such declarations to prohibit the synagogue on somebody else. That in and of itself, we do not allow. Because, and this is actually something so beautiful. If there is a prohibition, if there is an oath that prevents one person from going into shul, the commentators say nobody can go into shul. Because the very definition of a public square, the very definition of a shul, of a public place of worship, is a place where everybody needs to enter. And if there's one person, through whatever technicality, through whatever reasoning based on this, you know, interpersonal squabble, that do come up. But now there's one person in a community who can't enter into the synagogue. We can't allow that. Nobody can enter such a synagogue because the very definition, the very need, the very foundation for our public worship is that the entire community needs to feel welcome. The entire community needs to have access. And this is how they skirted around this issue in ensuring that an interpersonal squabble, which comes up in every generation, every generation has two people who don't like being in the same room with each other, but we don't allow the interpersonal personal, individual battles that we have to paint and reimagine the very essential need for our public places of worship to welcome everybody. Well, there goes my plan. Rabbi David Bashevkin, <laughs> thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scaramuccia, Mark Oppenheimer, and Sarah Fredmanader. 
For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeonedoffyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.